Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Pod coming at you with our best bets episode here on Saturday morning. Cody, getting ready to watch a little football today as well. I could get used to this Saturday football thing. I don't know about you, but I always kind of you know, I, every time you know, every time you have some Saturday football going on, you know that it's uh, yeah, the way the the season has changed. It is uh, you know really late in the year. Usually, play fantasy playoffs are around, so I, lo- I love this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. It's also just you know, it's really nice whenever uh, you know the weekend before Christmas. You're supposed to be doing your last minute Christmas shopping, but the NFL just decides to throw you a nice three game slate that Saturday. So. Uh, probably not doing very many people some favors with that, but right. for uh, for me who just get to enjoy the football all day, I absolutely love it for sure. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, it's going to be a good weekend for some football. We got some good games. We got some potential snow games also this weekend, so uh, should be a good week. Yeah, absolutely. And in interest of getting this out as soon as we can, because we have a few games that are going to be played relatively soon, let's go ahead and get into the content here. First one is the game that is play, being played in two hours. That's uh, Colts at Vikings under 47 and a half. I actually just checked this. This is down to under 46 and a half right now. So this line is moving. And it was at 48 and a half earlier in the week. I, I put it in the dock as soon as I saw it. It went down to 47 and a half. Still like it. 46 and a half, you know, obviously don't like it quite as much at that at that number, but I'd still probably take it. I just think uh, this is a really solid number in this game. I think this is, you know, one of those, uh, the Vikings overs have been hitting a lot. So this line got pushed up a little bit to start, but the Colts defense has been really solid this year. Uh, they obviously gave up that huge, you know, 54 point game to the Cowboys, but it was really just that one crazy fourth quarter that we're talking about uh, for this defense. So the most in a game they had given up before that was 27. If we give the Vikings that 27, that means we need to get the Colts to 21 to hit this over, and that is a mark they have hit just twice this year. So pretty simple logic here. I like the under here, and I think this is going to be more of a 24-20 game rather than you know 31-24. Yeah, no, I, I don't really have too much to add on this one. I absolutely love it. And if you are a uh, avid listener who's listening to this before the game has started, uh, on FanDuel it's still at 47 and a half. So is it, don't I even have that's... to sacrifice that dollar um, if you use FanDuel. I, that's the one I have pulled up. I don't have any others, but just uh, their line has not moved, so maybe I'll take advantage of that before the game starts. But uh, like I said, love that one. Don't really have too much context to add. I think Nick described that one pretty well. Uh, next one, I think, is also going to be a pretty easy one here for us. Falcons at Saints under 43.5 is my first best bet. Uh, simply here, both teams hit the under more often than they hit the over. So that's just a good thing going for us. And then we also have Desmond Ritter's first start in the NFL. And like I said on our Week 15 preview podcast, he could not beat Marcus Mariota out all season long. And Mariota looked okay at parts throughout the season, but most of the time not like an NFL quarterback. So just not very confident that he's going to be able to come in here and light it up. And then last but not least, Andy Dalton, he always gives me confidence in an under. So um, I can see this being a 20 to 17 game, maybe even less than that if the Falcons offense can't get going. So uh, I just think this is a pretty easy auto bet on the under. Yeah, I have no clue why this over is at 43 and a half. This this almost feels like something where Vegas knows something I don't. So that's the only thing that scares me off of it. But yeah, this just looks like a completely mispriced line to me. I think this is my favorite bet on the board. 
know we said that last week about Chiefs Broncos. So I think the only thing that could get you here is, you know, a defensive touchdown somewhere that usually kind of just inflates the overall total. So if you if you avoid that, then I don't see any way these two offenses get to 44 points. Yeah, that may be hard to avoid because Andy Dalton likes to turn the ball over and we have not seen Desmond Ritter throw a football in the NFL. So there is some chance at a, at a defensive touchdown. So you're right, this may be one similar to Broncos Chiefs last weekend where it's just Vegas you know, called their shot on a high over-under and the over ended up hitting. But I just feel like this is probably one of those that 55% of the time the under is going to hit. So you just got to take those lumps when they happen and, and just ride with the ride with the stats. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see Arthur Smith throwing the ball 15 times in this game with his rookie quarterback under center in his first start at New Orleans. Um, yeah, so it's just the clock's going to be moving the whole time. And under 43.5 looks really good in that game. My next one is uh, a little against the grain here. Uh, I would imagine that, you know, a normal betting podcast would not be on Cowboys minus four at Jacksonville. Looks like kind of a trap game for the Cowboys playing the Eagles next week, but this one's pretty simple for me. I think that Texans game should motivate them to refocus. Uh, you know, I, I would. it's tough for me to say they're going to have two trap games in a row. Obviously, they play the Eagles next week, so uh, we like to avoid those when we can, but this line, I think, is just too good to not take advantage of, and this one is really simple for me. The Cowboys have won by four or more points in nine of their ten wins, and then eight of ten. They have won by seven or more. So I think the odds that if the Cowboys win, they cover are pretty good. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty simple there. I, I just think this line would have been closer to seven or eight if, you know, we had played this game last week before Jacksonville went on the road against Tennessee, looked good, and the Cowboys uh, struggled against Houston at home. Uh, and I just I don't like to overreact to one-week sample sizes. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand if you are someone who believes in this Cowboys team, this should be an auto bet for you at Cowboys minus four. Um, and, and I don't I don't hate it. Um, I would say I'm, I would probably bet the other side on the Jags um, just getting points at home. There's only three home underdogs this week. It's the Jags, the Bears, and uh, the Texans. And they're playing three really good teams in the Cowboys, Chiefs, and Eagles. So there's almost no value on home underdogs this week. Um, so I, I I don't mind the Cowboys minus four. Um, and, and I know, like you said, like, oh, they may be looking ahead to the Eagles next week. Michael Parsons had that clip where he was saying Jalen Hurts is just a product of their system, stuff like that. But right. a, way to, a way to get focused before a game like the Eagles would be coming out here and running it up on the Jags. That would get you feeling really good going into that game. I mean, if you come out here and the Jags, you know, you barely beat the Jags or the Jags sneak this one out, the Cowboys aren't going to be feeling too good going up into that Eagles game. So, um, like I said, if you're a Cowboys, if you're a Cowboys fan or a Cowboys better, this should be an automatic bet. I do have one stat uh, just to support my uh, Jaguars fans out there, all three of you. Uh, if you flip every team's one loss <laughs> win and one win loss. The Jags would be the number one, one seed in the AFC. One score, thank you. One score win and one score losses. If you flipped them for every team in the NFL, the Jags would be the number one seed in the AFC. So they have been staying in a lot of games this season. Trevor Lawrence is settling in. So, um, And I do see the Jags on FanDuel are, my, are plus four and a half now, so you're getting actually a little bit more. So it seems like some money's coming in on the Cowboys to move that line. So. Um, I, I don't, I don't hate it, but I, I do somewhat like the Jags plus four and a half where you can get it. 
Yeah, I know. I know you're a Jags homer, Cody. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock you for, for sure. that take. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think that just that that stat that you gave just kind of speaks to the fact that they made the right hire with Doug Peterson. I think they're headed in the right for direction. Sure. But in my opinion, the Cowboys are you know better than a four point or just four points better at least than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think that they will uh, again refocus and have a good game here, win this by a touchdown. Yeah, no, for sure. And I like your stat that. Um, one by four and nine of their last 10 wins. So, I mean, when they do win, they're winning by, by margin, which you'd like to see. Exactly. So, yep. My next one here, uh, I don't necessarily like, or don't necessarily love it. I just feel like it's one of those bets you have to take. And that's Chiefs at Texans under 49 and a half. Um, for me, if this game gets to 31 17, we're still at the under. And the reason why I put that there is I have two pretty good stats to combat even the score getting to that point. The Texans have only scored seven, have scored 17 or less points in seven out of their last 10 games. So they obviously have had trouble scoring the football. I know what they did against the Cowboys last week was impressive, but may have been just, you know, it's a Cowboys down game. Like Nick said, I'm not going to go off a one week sample size when looking at these lines. And then on the other side with the Chiefs, the Chiefs have only scored 30 or more points in very competitive games this year. Last week against the Broncos, um, and they've only done it, I think, twice in the last 10 games, maybe three times. So they're not getting to 30 very often. So, And when they do, it's usually because the other team's able to score. Um, so for me, I just think this is a pretty easy under. Only thing that's going to scare you is it's the Chief, you're betting on the Chiefs' offense to hit an under. And you know, you'd think the Texans are going to have to be trying to throw the ball a lot in the second half. So you just never know. Might be able to break one for a touchdown or – one of those throws could get picked and you get that defensive touchdown that puts you over. But 49 and a half, I just feel like it's an easy under bet when you just look at the Texans side of it for me. Yeah, I think I was on this line too. I was surprised it was all the way up at 49 and a half. Seems really high for any game involving the Texans, but uh, I guess the only team that you could put in there to, to make this happen is the Chiefs. Uh, I agree. I think the only reason I'd be scared off this line is because the Chiefs offense is involved. They can always just kind of go nuclear and ruin these over-unders, but uh, I, I think this is probably the right bet here. Uh, you know, you need the Texans to get to probably, like you said, 17 or so points in this one. And that's if you're betting on the Texans getting the 17 or not getting the 17, it's usually a better bet to, to say they're not going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And then just one, this is going to be a bonus bet just because I like to promote uh, sharp betting here on the podcast. But Texans are plus 14 and a half right now. The Chiefs are three, nine and one against the spread this season. So they haven't been covering very often. And huge home underdogs typically do cover. Um, that one's very stinky. I couldn't put it as my three best bets because I'd rather see the Chiefs blow them out by 21 points. But um, just that's a sharp bet right there. That's a lot of points to be giving up uh, on the road even against the Texans. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, again, if you uh, have some steel underpants a little bit to bet the under on the Chiefs offense, uh, you it's, it's probably the smart bet there. All right, my last one here uh, is Lions at Jets under 43 and a half. Um, as Cody has noted here, if you were lucky enough to get this line earlier in the week, it was actually much higher than this. But now that Zach Wilson's involved, it's headed downward. I thought it would actually move farther downward than this though. So I have a few stats here to, to back me up. Uh, first off, the Lions defense has given up three touchdowns to running backs on the ground since week eight. That, uh, those three running backs are Alec Ingle, Matt Breida, and then Dalvin Cook last week. I thought that was just kind of interesting that those were the guys that got in. But uh, my other side of this, the Jets, 
defense it has given up 18.7 points per game and uh, only 15.7 since week five. So what we're looking at here is a really good run defense on the Lions side and just a really good defense on the Jets side. Maybe, uh, you know, first or second in the league, probably behind the 49ers there. But uh, so my point here with bringing up the Lions rush defense is that you're going to get let's go ahead and give the rushing attack one touchdown which is not something that they have done very often, but let's go ahead and give them one. That means you got to get to probably two from Zach Wilson. Uh, he <laughs> has he has scored 18 total touchdowns in 20 starts in his career. So I think getting to two with Zach Wilson is, you know, not a great bet to make. And then, uh, you know, even if you get there 21, 24, maybe with, uh, with the Jets, then you need to get the Lions to 20 against the Jets on the road. Uh, I just don't really see that happening necessarily. Uh, we need to get both. We need to get both teams to twenty, or one of these teams to thirty, unless we have a twenty-seven seventeen game. So uh, I think this is a pretty easy under for me. I think this is my second favorite bet on the board, to be honest. You also get Jared Goff in outdoor conditions in New York, so that's that's always good for unders as well because he's a different quarterback in in a dome or in nice weather compared to outside in the cold. So. Um, yeah, I think this is another one of those. I mean, now that Zach Wilson's playing, this one's right up there with the uh, Saints Falcons for me. It's probably my favorite bet of the week. I, I don't expect them to. Um, I mean, you I, there's a chance neither team can get to 20 because even though the Lions offense has been so good, I mean, this Jets defense is, you know, one of the best across the board. So um, it's it's just a tough, tough matchup for both sides. And then obviously, I mean, the Jets offense should have had a good game, but now you got Zach Wilson back there throwing the football. So it's hard to trust that. So I think 43 and a half is pretty generous from Vegas. This is another one I'd expect to be a little bit lower. So I'm, I'm going to have to take the under for sure with you. Um, yeah, and I didn't uh, want to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I just I would I wanted to note I one of my best bets was going to be the Lions plus one just because I do like the Lions to find a way to win this game. Um, but in the games that Zach Wilson has played, the Giant or the Jets were actually five and two against the spread. Probably uh, not very much help from him, but maybe this defense plays just a little bit harder when they know they have an incompetent quarterback back there. Yeah, I, I think I like Jets minus one a lot earlier this week. We talked about that on the preview show. If it was Mike White under center, I probably would have had that on the pod yeah. uh, instead of this under because I would have expected some more points here. But uh, with with Zach Wilson under center, I have no confidence in the Jets anymore. If you want to take the Lions, I'm okay with it. I'd probably just stay away from this game just because the Jets defense scares me. But um, I, I wouldn't blame you if you took the Lions here against Zach Wilson. Uh, it's easy to bet against him, but like you said, might be a little bit of fool's gold there. Uh, I, I, I do want to say thank you for hopping on and giving us that bonus pod or that bonus segment uh, about the Mike White situation. So you, you hopped on through a Facebook video on yesterday. So appreciate oh, that. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much agree with everything you said there. You got to just downgrade all the Jets options and then it slightly downgrades the Lions options too because you'd expect this game to go a little quicker. The Jets will probably run more often than they would have if Mike White was under center. So I think all uh, everything you said there is uh, pretty much accurate. And here, uh, it just kind of echoes what you said, that the under is probably the right play here with, uh, you know, Jared Goff and Zach Wilson under center against each other here. Yeah, I felt like the Jets situation was very self-explanatory. But, I mean, if you looked up a lot of fantasy websites, let's say earlier in the week before that news came out, a lot of them had Garrett Wilson ranked as a wide receiver one on the week. If you're in a 12-man league, he was somewhere between like 10 and 12 in a lot of rankings. Elijah Moore was a huge pickup and play candidate this week if you needed someone to, to instantly throw into a playoff matchup. 
And Zonovan Knight had been someone that was rising up a lot of rankings as well. And with, with, the, with the news of Zach Wilson being thrown back out there, I mean, that's just a huge wrench in a lot of fantasy players' plans. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to just get some thoughts out there. And at least, you know, if someone wasn't paying too much attention and only saw the video on Facebook, at least they, they saw the news that Zach Wilson was going to be the starter for, for their fantasy assets. So. But, um, yeah, it, it does downgrade everyone, unfortunately. And like you said, even the Lions side, which I really didn't touch on too much in that video, gets a slight downgrade as well because you'd expect this to be a very low-scoring affair and uh, probably a, somewhat of a defensive matchup now, even though the Lions offense is really good. Yeah, 100% agree with you there. Cool. Let's run into this last one here. This is uh, – this one's a little bit scary for me, but I just had to. I have my reasonings for it. Rams at Packers. I'm going to take the Packers minus a touchdown. Probably one of the bigger favorites that we have taken on this podcast. I feel like a lot of times we stay away from touchdown plus favorites, but um, I'm trying to get back into that winner's circle, man. It's been a few weeks since I have had a positive record. Obviously, I think I was close to like 20 and 12. And now I'm 21 and 22 or 20 and 21. So kind of falling off as of lately. And this one is one that, uh, Got me, got me excited because I see a lot of pro money coming in. Um, so the, my, my stat here is 70% of the money is coming in on the Packers minus seven, and only 52% of the tickets are coming in on the Packers. This simply means that the public is putting in more tickets on the Rams, and the money typically comes from the pro side because, you know, we'll say the public would bet, you know, $5 or $10 or $25, whatever your unit size is. And pro bettors are betting a hundred grand, two hundred grand, three hundred grand on on specific games because that's how they make their living. So you see that pretty big, you know, almost a twenty percent difference in the money to ticket ratio there. That just typically tells you that pros are coming in on one side. Um, and again, the public's betting on Baker after that Thursday night football performance. I, I agree that he is going to be interesting to watch. Definitely not anybody I'd want to put my money on. So even swallowing a touchdown, I'll take you know the Packers and Aaron Rodgers against Baker Mayfield any day. Yeah, I think this is another game where you're looking at probably a bit of a reaction to last week. Uh, I think if the Rams had, you know, played this game and had lost to the Raiders 16-3, to Baker had not pulled those heroics at the end of the game, this line's probably much closer to 10, maybe 11. Uh, but it's down to 7 because uh, of the Baker Mayfield hype, but I'm not buying it at all. Uh, I think the Packers should win this game easily. Like you said, I don't love to take, you know, juice or excuse me, uh, give points uh, really in any situation. I really like to stay close to the line or take the points most of the time. But uh, in this in this game, I think the Packers are far better than seven points, uh, better than the Rams at home. They should win this game by a touchdown and then some. So uh, I, I think you've been pretty successful when you've been following the money as it were with these bets and then you know using your gut to call bets as well uh so i i'll trust you with with the packers here as a seven point favorites at home yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say this one's a gut call because my gut calls have been uh failing me as of recent this is just statistics and where the pros are going so i'm 100 percent follower on this bet but uh that's what you got to do to win sometimes you just got to find those and uh and just ride with the pros because, like you said, they do this thing for a living. Um, and I was just scrolling through, unless I missed one, our biggest bet was Bills minus 7.5, which Nick called uh, a few weeks back in week 11 against the Browns. So, um, yeah, we do not take very many big our big favorites, but it does look like when we do, they, we have been uh, good at calling our shots. So, again, last one, Packers minus 7 against the Rams on Monday Night Football. 
Uh, Nick, do you have any other bets or anything like that you want to throw out there for the people, or are you ready to wrap this up? Um, the only other one I was going to throw out there is Bears plus nine. Uh, I really like uh, just the atmosphere in that game for, again, I think the Eagles are probably due for a bit of a trap game. They had a really good week last week against, uh, I can't remember who, do you remember who the Eagles played last week? The Giants, um, they, they blew yes. them out on the road. Uh, but I think this one could be a high scoring game between the Bears and the Eagles. And uh, it's a, it's a nine point spread. So you're getting nine points for the Bears at home. Uh, I think that's maybe the one that I would take. But again, this Eagles team kind of scares me. So I was I was scared off of putting it in the pot. But if I was going to throw a fourth one on there, it would be that. Yeah, that was that was another one that I was eyeing. Um, and I was trying to find some good stats to kind of back that one because I felt like it was more of a gut call than than one that I felt good about statistically. So I kept it off. I just – that Eagles team, but that offense against that Bears defense, I mean, I don't know. There might there may be a chance that the, the Bears offense just has no chance of keeping up. So that's what kind of scared me off of that one. But, again, another big home underdog. I mean, those are typically, like I said, those are going to hit about 55% of the time. So you gotta you just got to ride with the ones that you win and the ones you lose. But those ones should be, you know, auto bets if you are someone who does a lot of betting. If you're looking for a bet with a little bit more juice, I don't mind sprinkling a little bit on the Chicago money line. I have a funny feeling about this game. Think they, I think they'll keep it close uh, and maybe pull it out at home. Yep. We have plus 315 right now on FanDuel, so that is some good juice for sure. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. That way we can get it out before that Vikings and uh, Colts game. Nick, yep. uh, have a good weekend, man. Hope all your best bets win, and uh, hope you go 4 no in fantasy. Good luck in your matchups. Me too, buddy. Uh, I appreciate you. I will talk to you guys uh, on Monday night after the games. We'll recap week 15. Awesome. All right. Peace out, everybody.